The Successful and Fit Podcast, Episode 8. When you're first starting out in business, or maybe you haven't even started yet, maybe you have a business idea and you're thinking about launching, but you're not sure how you're going to juggle everything with your full-time job, maybe you should just quit, right? Maybe you should quit, dive in head first, and start your business. Get tons of customers, start making tons of sales, and uh, fly to Fiji and go on vacation, right? Well, we all know it doesn't really work that way, and my guest today Brendan Hufford knows firsthand what it's like to juggle a full-time job with a family and a few businesses. Um, He is the founder of OK Kimonos, which is a uh, jujitsu gi company. A gi is what you wear during this martial art of jujitsu. There's there's pants and a a coat, basically. And um, he's grown that over the past few years focusing mostly on customer service. He's got a great story of, of how he treats his customers uh, um, and gives them experiences in the podcast. He also started a podcast recently called Entrepreneurs and, po- and Coffee, excuse me, Entrepreneurs and Coffee, where he sits down with entrepreneurs and shares a cup of coffee and learns about their life and their journey. He is also an assistant principal at a school. He still has a full-time job. So his his uh, kimono company, or gi company rather, is successful. It makes money. Uh, in fact, it makes six figures. Um, but he's balancing everything, and um, he's got a great insight on what it takes to start, what it takes to balance, and uh, how to progress through the journey. He also has a really, really unique answer to the very last question in the interview. Um, so I'm not going to give you any more other than that. You'll have to listen through and listen for yourself. So Check it out. I know you're going to enjoy it. Let's get started. Starting a business is one of the most rewarding things you can do in life, both personally and financially. But it's not easy. It takes grit, passion, open-mindedness, and most importantly, a plan on how to balance it all. Welcome to the Successful and Fit Podcast, the show that teaches you how some of the most successful people on earth got their start and how they balance building their business or brand with achieving a personally satisfying life. Cool, Brendan. Thanks a lot for uh, joining us here. I'm pretty psyched to uh, get to know you a little bit more and hopefully dive into your, your juggling of various businesses and, and projects you're working on. So thanks a lot, man, for, ch- for chatting. Absolutely, John. I'm pretty freaking pumped about it. Awesome. Well, let's start out. Um, why don't you give us the two-minute journey uh, through Brendan Hufford's life You know, up to this point? Give us a, a two-minute quick, how'd you get here? Right, like in 140 characters or less. Um, you can ask my ask my wife. I'm the I'm the longest storyteller ever. It's it's so bad. All right, so two minute version. Um, I went to school to be a teacher because that was something I was good at, and everybody told me I should. And I got out of college, and I was teaching, and it was good for a little while. And then it kind of got difficult, and I had some bad supervisors and bad coworkers, and I wasn't really feeling it. But I still love teaching, so I wasn't really sure what to do. 
And I happened upon uh, a website by the guy, his name is Pat Flynn, and I learned about you know building blogs and niche sites and all of these different things. So I started some websites uh, to review jiu-jitsu gis, which is the uniforms that we wear in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. There's a lot of different companies that make them, and they're highly stylized. So I started a review website. Eventually, just kind of felt like I could do it myself. So I reached out to a couple people, some friends that I'd made in contacts, and Got hooked up with a factory in Pakistan because we don't have the manufacture, like we don't have textile manufacturing in that area here in the United States. So it's all in China and Pakistan. And they make great products. So I started my own company and I've been going really hard in that for a couple of years now. And now we're kind of getting to the point where I'm going to transition from kind of the, the sidepreneur where I'm doing that as a side business to making it a lot more full time. That's really that's awesome, and actually, that's that's really cool because so I I do some entrepreneurship counseling, um, kind of on the side at, for Syracuse University here where I live, and they're always asking. Um, I get this question probably more than anything. You know, should I jump into the work world and then do my you know my my project on the side, or should I just go all in right now? You know, what should I do? And and I'm so so me starting my business, I did it as a sidepreneur, just like you. I think that's the smartest thing somebody can do, you know, is to, is to keep their full-time job and then just hustle, uh, as much as they can on the side. But what do you, you know, what's your view on that? I mean, have you ever thought, would, have you been going along your journey thinking that you were going to make this a full-time thing? Is it just kind of something you're like, all right, this is great. I'm, I might as well jump in. What are your thoughts on that? You know, I hadn't really connected it when I started it, but I think that I kind of happened down this path because we're a mix of nature and nurture, and it's my nature to be very entrepreneurial. I have memories of being in fourth grade, and we had this like economic village project that me and a couple of my buddies just crushed, just destroyed everybody, and we built this business as fourth graders built this crazy business that didn't require any inventory or any like actual selling of things. And it was awesome. We did so well. And then I was kind of, you know, I grew up, God bless my mom. I grew up, it was just me and her growing up. So, you know, when you're a single parent and you have a young child, they don't really, you, you, your kid doesn't really have a lot of space to make mistakes because there's only you, there's no net to catch you if they mess up really bad. So I wasn't really able to make a lot of mistakes growing up. And my mom would just always kind of cover for me and catch things, which was great, I guess, then. But the problem is that then I became an adult who kind of had moved away from my nature, uh, moved into safe places. And I wasn't really able to take risks and do things for myself. Uh, And I kind of had to come to terms with that, which is what I, like I said, I, I kind of ended up doing throughout teaching. But I would definitely advise people to... I don't know. You know what, John? It's a hard thing because especially working in education, I'm a high school assistant principal right now. And working in education, it's hard being an assistant principal with high schoolers and looking at them and wanting them to go to college because that's the right thing to do, but not necessarily feeling with, you know, the internet and things like that that we have now that weren't around 20, 30 years ago. uh, You know, it might not be the best option. You know, it's a great option for maturing and partying. And Mark Cuban wrote a great blog article about it, uh, that it's great for that, but it might not be the best just for simply educating yourself. Absolutely. And and it's it's actually funny because referring back to the some of the students that I uh, counsel, they, they, they're almost, you know, it's, they're halfway through their college education 
and they're so hungry to dive into their business that it's tough for them to stay focused. Like, you know, they need, they know they need to stay in school. Like, you know, partly because their parents have dumped, you know, a ton of money into it or a a scholarship that they got, you know, they, they've already spent a bunch of money to get it. So they don't want to quit. But at the same time, they know, they see the opportunity with online marketing, with just, you know, social media and, and the fact that you can build your own website in 20 minutes, like it's just, it's ridiculous the the opportunities that they have and they know it. And it's it's almost, you know, kind of like you said, it's it's a toss up because I'm the same way. You, you should stay in school. If that's your course, you know, finish what you started. I'm big in, into that. Um, you know, don't try not to jump ship. But at the same time, doing this on the side, you know, you come out of school and if it's something that you've built, you, the time is right. Like you're saying, the time is pretty right for you right now, you know, then, then jump into it, of course. For sure. I mean, think about it. What, so I didn't start the, I'm 30 now. I didn't really start anything like this till I was 25. And I can only imagine if I had four years of college instead of like doing drugs and drinking with my idiot friends and stuff like that, which was pretty much my college experience. I, what if I had four years of like everybody's off my back? Nobody's going to bother me because I'm in college. You know, it kind of kind of trick everybody for four years and have four years to build this just rad, awesome, amazing business and have access to all the resources that my college and university does. I mean, I think it's it, you're kind of meeting everybody else's expectations by going to school. You'll get a degree when you get out, but you also kind of have four years of uninterrupted you know, if you can avoid all the temptations of American college life, you know, uninterrupted, just work time and just hustle. And I, I think that's a pretty cool option too. Yeah, definitely. Um, I want to dive into real quick back, kind of backtracking to when you first, your first business, you, you mentioned you came across Pat Flynn, which is something I'm sure a good portion of our listeners uh, know about. Um, I, I'm a subscriber to his podcast. Great guy. And, uh, you know, you said you found him and learned a little bit about blogging and online marketing. Did you go into your first, um, your first business or blog, if it wasn't a business, did you go into it wanting to make it a business, I guess? You know, John, that's a great question. I actually had no plan going into it. My, my wife then, I think probably when I started was my fiance at the time was, you know, she was like, well, how are you going to make money from this? I'm like, I have no clue. I'll figure it out, but I have no clue. I just knew that I needed to, I wanted to serve and I wanted to build an audience and I knew there was a need for this type of stuff out there. So I just, fi- I, you know, like I said, I just figured I'd kind of figure it out as I went. So I didn't, I had no intentions and probably made a lot of mistakes because of that, but it was just the start. So was your, uh, kimono business, was that, uh, um, your, like, was that, was that your business that you started from that, from the relationships that you built? Yeah, it was it was that and it was a combination of a few things. Number one, I kind of had relationships with people. So I've kind of seen some of the inner workings behind how geese were made and where and things like that. But also two things. Number one, my company is completely youth focused. So we make kids uniforms first and then our adult uniforms kind of look like the kid ones and they sell really well. We sell probably more way more adult geese than we do kids. But I just felt like the the youth market was incredibly underserved. And then number two, it was me just kind of, you know, I love, 
I'm huge on uh, like the Zappos customer experience. And there's a company called Buffer that I love that is just really big on customer service and customer experience. And I didn't feel like any jujitsu companies were really doing that. They would just, you ordered it, they'd mail it to you. It would come in one of those gray poly mailers. Here's your gi. Thanks for your money. The end. And I wanted it to be a whole experience. And I was kind of pissed. I was like, you know, I can do this way better than some of these people are doing this. So it was that that kind of fired me up to get going on it. That's cool. That's really interesting too. Stemming off of that, how do you, you know, in growing your company, what's what's your way of getting new customers now? Um, so a lot of it is just I believe I really agree with the idea that Gary Vaynerchuk kind of puts out there that everybody should be a media company. Uh, no matter what you're doing, what you're making, you should be producing a ton of different media surrounding your product. Uh, so I sell Brazilian jiu-jitsu apparel and geese. So we have a lot of companies sponsor athletes to compete in tournaments. I sponsor athletes to write for my blog. Um, we make videos. We make a lot of different things. Just kind of creating as much media as we possibly can around that. Awesome. I love that. Backtracking, I, um, our digital ad agency, we're mostly a content-focused company. So we do a lot of video production and uh, blog posting for our clients, email marketing, those types of things. So mm-hmm. we're definitely on board with that in, in making sure that our clients are producing content or we're producing content or helping them plan to produce content because it gets the best return. Like you had mentioned, your your focus on customer service you know, for your company. Um, that's the best part about content is it's serving your, your customer. Mm-hmm. It's giving them, if it's done right, I should say. You know, it's it's delivering value. It's you know educating them or informing them or entertaining them. That's you just hit all my keywords, man. Educate, entertain, and empower. Like all of those, that's everything that we do is one of those three things. And hopefully, if we do it right, it's all of them. Absolutely. And somebody watching that or consuming that content is it's like you know it's like you're in front of their face and they're getting to meet you or your company you know face to face and ex- experience it. So it's it's something that. You know, if a brand or a blogger or somebody trying to, you know, looking to get into business out there isn't really focused on that now, like today in this day and age, it's it's really something they need to to dive into. You know, find your voice, whether you're good on video, whether you're good on a podcast, blog, whatever it might be. You know, that's a that's a killer piece to it. So it's good to hear that that that's your focus and and the customer service is your focus, obviously, too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, you launched a new podcast recently. I did. And I'm ex- especially excited about this because I just launched this podcast. So um, tell us a little bit, like, what's the title of the podcast, first of all, and what made you decide to add one more thing to your pl- your plate? <laughs> it's so timely for you to ask that. I just, my wife and I, spent a, we had a good, we had a nice evening out, just the two of us, uh, that we needed after a whole day of her pretty much asking me in one way or another, why are you still adding things to your plate? Because on top of the podcast, I've done like six things since then. Because I'm crazy. I uh, So the podcast is called Entrepreneurs and Coffee. And it's really just a chance for either me and the listener to sit down kind of metaphorically for a cup of coffee and talk shop about growing a business and bootstrapping it, kind of that sidepreneur thing that I've done. Or it's a chance for me and the listener and a guest to sit down and grab coffee together and kind of talk about you know, how to grow those businesses and how to scale them mistakes I've made in the past and things like that is, you know, too. Uh, And it's really exciting, but I definitely, 
underestimated how much work it was going to be. It's just kind of like, I know it's kind of weird to say this, but I guess a business is kind of like having kids. It's in- incredibly rewarding, but it's also a tremendous amount of work. Absolutely. I'm on, I'm, on, I'm on literally the same exact page, like the same exact word as you. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's great. It's, it, I have, I have kind of a different view of it than I think a lot of people starting a, a podcast. Um, and, and, and I don't know what yours is, but my view is that I utilize this as a, uh, a learning opportunity. Um, everybody that I interview, you know, knows more than I do in some way or another. Like, you know, it's, it's people from different niches, from different areas with different backgrounds, whether it's fitness, whether it's business, but you're completely right. It takes up time. You know, you have to time, time to interview, time to maybe edit the, the podcast and post it and do all those types of things. So mm-hmm. that's great. The, the education portion is what first drew me to it. Definitely. I want to ask you this question. Do you have any, any aspirations to tie your podcast to any of your other brands at all? Or is it completely separate? What are your thoughts on that? Um, no, I mean, so two things with the podcast. Number one, I totally agree with you. It's a chance to talk to people for a pretty extended period of time that maybe you wouldn't get a chance to talk to them, you know, any other way. I know you had uh, Zach Evanash and Chris Brogan on your podcast and, you know, Chris only does like 20 minutes of podcast, but you, you just got 20 minutes with Chris Brogan and that's pretty rad. And the same thing with Zach, like that dude, he is crushing it all the time. And he's been crushing it since I was in freaking, I started following him when I was in freaking college. Like that guy has been on the, he's been making moves for years. So he's super busy, but Oh, with the videos and stuff, he's nuts. Loved it. Still do. So it's so cool to be able to sit down and kind of educate yourself and talk to those people for 20 minutes to an hour to, you know, Tim Ferriss gets crazy guests on there for, he splits into three episodes. It's like he's talked to them for three hours. It's wild. But also, I'm a teacher and I want to teach. I miss being able to teach the things I know about and what I've learned and the podcast gives me a chance to teach other people for free without asking anything of them other than their time, the things that I learned growing my business successfully on the side, which is pretty powerful. But I don't have any plans to tie it into the jujitsu thing or, or whatever else. Uh, definitely because, again, I have a problem. I'm going to probably start a jujitsu podcast in, in a couple months to kind of go alongside and just, again, provide more value, more media, um, not to sell anything, but just to support uh my jujitsu company, which is called OK Kimonos. Absolutely. Uh, stemming off this, have you ever thought, or maybe you do already, thought about utilizing uh, virtual assistants at all? You hear a lot about that in the online marketing world. Yeah. So this has been a big problem for me as scaling my business, going from being that in that what I look kind of at, at businesses in quadrants and going from that quadrant of self-employed to business owner. Right, don't have to do everything. And a big part of that for me was having the team of athletes who blog for me and things like that. I have a really cool guy named Emil who helps me out with my gear reviews and stuff. And getting those people on board, I guess, is kind of my first step. And then second step will be with virtual assistants. It's just hard for me at this point because I'm so new to podcasting and new to some of these things to hire it out to a virtual assistant when I'm not even sure what I'm doing. So I want to learn it first so then I can explain my processes and stuff and my expectations and articulate what I actually want from a virtual assistant. But it's definitely in the plans for this year. Awesome. Um, 
if maybe you don't have one, but do you have a secret or do you have one thing that you kind of can come back to that helps you juggle, you know, your businesses, your brands, your craziness, your, you know, wanting to start new projects, you know, what's, what's the one thing that, that kind of makes you decide like, okay, this is what I want to spend my time on. So a couple things. I think the first is my wife and my family. They keep me hustling. They are my motivation probably to a fault that I just want to hustle and do more and be more and have more and all of these things. But then kind of my whole motivation for wanting to serve people the way I serve people is essentially my faith. Uh, I'm a pretty big advocate. I'm a Christian and I think that you know I'm a big advocate of servant leadership, of leading people by serving them. Of uh, Simon Sinek just came out with a book. Not I don't think it was too long ago called Leaders Eat Last, and I love that idea of just leading people by serving them, and it's a huge motivation for not just why I do my business but how. Excellent. Well, how do you plan on leading people in this coming year? What are your goals for each of your projects this uh, this upcoming year? So my goals for, let's start at the beginning. My goals for Gee Reviews is just to continue to build it to be the most, the biggest hub. There's a lot of people who do reviews and they do a great job and, you know, it's all just for the benefit of the jiu-jitsu, the online jiu-jitsu community. But my goal is to continue to build that out and have it be a, a very centralized hub where, you know, somebody could come and get a review of any company and any Gi model and really just expand it. Um, my goals for OK Kimonos is, is a little different. I, I could take it in a couple different directions this year. I'm not really sure where we're going to go. It depends on things that I'm working on right now, whether we're going to kind of move the distribution out of house, because that's, again, something I do all myself, where I buy, and I put a lot into my packaging. Like, you, when you buy a jujitsu gi from me, it's like opening the best Christmas present you've ever gotten in your whole life. Oh, nice. It's, awesome. it's like Christmas every day for somebody. It, it it is completely serious. They like I wrap it in tissue paper and put confetti paper and there's a little note on the outside that says like, "Hey, stop, go to this link as you're opening your package." And then it opens up a link on my blog that auto plays uh, the "You're the Best" from Karate Kid while they're opening it. So they have like this theme music pumping on their phone or their computer. It's nuts. It's like a whole thing. I got handwritten notes. It's I put like old comic book cards and buttons and magic the gathering cards in there just for some nostalgia. I don't it's it's wild, man. But anyways, my goal is that takes a lot of time. So my goal is to kind of move that out of house a little bit. Uh and just really start to put myself in a place where I can grow and scale my business. Uh, I don't want to continue to just hustle and do the same thing for not a lot of money in exchange pretty much just exchanging hours for dollars right now. And I want to disconnect those things a little bit. And as far as entrepreneurs and coffee, man, I'm just psyched that it's doing as well as it is. And I just want to continue to grow it and increase my listeners and just really serve people. I, I've said at the end, and this is going to be terrible because these episodes are going to be there forever. And at the end of these early episodes, I'm like, just send me an email. If you're struggling with something, if you have started, I said at the end of one, if you have a business and you've had it for a while and you're still not making money, shoot me an email. I'll help. I don't have a product to sell. I'm not selling coaching. I just want to help. And I'm just, you know, that's how I grow my businesses. So that's the, the goal is to continue to do that and grow that to a point where we can kind of scale and move in different directions. That's awesome, man. And, and you had mentioned that I interviewed Chris Brogan and on that 
that show, actually the whole show really, a lot of it was about helping people. And I asked him the question. I said, what's the one thing that you would, uh, you know, would tell yourself, um, tw- you know, 10 years ago, I forgot what I asked him, but you know, when you started your career, what's the one thing you would tell yourself? And it's, he said, help people. He's like, help people and the money will come. Yep. You know, you are obviously living that right now in all your businesses, especially the, the okay kimonos. That's, that's awesome that you, you do that with each of your packages, confetti and cards and just people open that. Um, I mean, you sold me with the, with the karate kid song. That's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, and just, you know, thinking outside the box like, and, and giving them an experience that they're going to remember. I mean, I'm all about that. And that's what people love. That's, that's what people want in, in businesses and products and brands that they engage with. So, you know, um, I think you're on the right track with entrepreneurs on coffee or and coffee, sorry. Uh, or I guess we're on coffee also most of the time. Yeah, pretty much all the time to the point that I, I, it's unhealthy. But uh, yeah, helping people, I mean, that is the way to go. You, you mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, his book, The Thank You Economy. You know, mm-hmm. people just, if you expect to grow a brand of any kind, people are, they, they expect that you're, that you're going to give your honesty, your, your value to them, you know, as much as possible. So that's killer. That's great. You're, uh, you're down that road. Um, last question. What, what piece of advice would you give a young Brendan Hufford, uh, knowing what you know now? Ooh, knowing what I know now. So this is hyper specific, but my, this is my situation. I hope this would help somebody like very specifically, but with what I've been through in my experiences, I would tell a young Brendan Hufford to, if he's going to work with other people to outline very clearly in writing his expectations for them and what they can expect of him and then follow through and deliver every single bit of what you said they can expect of you. Because I, I had a partner before that I was working with and it didn't really work out. You know, he had expectations of his place in the business. He thought we were kind of equal partners and I didn't see it that way at all. Uh, and I guess I never really articulated that to him. And he kind of, you know, my son was born, my son's a year and a half old now, but my son was born. So I kind of took, I stepped back a little bit and let him handle things a bit more, which I think further frustrated him. It's just a lot of kind of systemic miscommunications that went on. And then, you know, he got upset and he's like, all right, look, I'm done. And I'm like, look, man, I understand that's no problem. High five part ways, no problem. And then maybe a month or two later, he went nuts online, just smearing me on every forum and every Facebook group on Reddit, like anywhere people would listen to him. He was there just trashing me relentlessly with just lies and half truths. And it was really hard because, you know, then everybody's internet muscles come out and people, you know, people are making memes of me and like just saying horrible things about me as an educator and as a father and like just just absolutely terrible things that would just destroy you. And it was really hard. And I just felt to myself, man, this is all because I did not lay it out. This is a hundred percent my fault because I did not lay out my expectations ahead of time for him and for myself. So that would be the advice I would give. And that's going to resonate with everybody. And if it doesn't, it should, um, me being a business owner, I know a lot about that. In fact, I have a story that's very similar to yours with a business partner, but, um, that's that's also a great takeaway for you and your customer too. 
Um, and there's a, there's a specific example in my mind that I'm thinking about with a client right now, but you need to, whoever you're dealing with, your takeaway, what people should take away from what you said is that, um, make sure anybody who's engaging with you has a clear, uh, a clear knowledge of what you're all about, your brand, Mm -hmm. you know, your personal brand. Um, so even if, if they don't have a specific examples quite like yours, you know, they should definitely take advice from what you said and make sure that you're always clear um, when branding yourself or working on a project or if anybody has any expectations from you, whether it's a customer, whether it's a partner, make sure they know exactly what they're going to get from you. Um, because you're right. The Internet is a nasty place sometimes and things can come back, you know, even if you had no idea they can slap you upside the head. So um that that personal branding, that message, make sure you have a clear message of what you're all about and what you're there to do because it can go a long way. Yeah, and I think don't be afraid to draw some lines in the sand. Say, like, this is what I stand... I did an article literally called Drawing Lines, which is based on a really cool phrase from a streetwear company that I like a lot called The Hundreds. And I just... I called it Drawing Lines in the Jiu-Jitsu Apparel Industry. And I just called... I mean, I didn't call people out by name, but I just said, here's some things that I think are total crap. And that I'm not going to stand for. And I'm not with that. And I wanted my customers to really understand. And I, I think you don't, you know, you don't need to stir the pot all the time. But I think you do need to not be afraid to say what you do stand for and what you don't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it was a great message. And this was a great interview. I really appreciate it. Um, for everybody that wants to check out more about Brendan and all of his businesses, um, Feel free to head over to SuccessfulAndFit.com. We're going to have all the show notes over there and links to his um, his different accounts. But Brendan, where do you want people to um, to contact you and or check out more about you online? So probably the best way to get in touch with me is always just Twitter. Uh, it's just at Brendan Hufford. And then also, I'm a huge fan, John, I don't know about you, I'm a huge fan of Instagram. I absolutely love it. Uh, for some reason, I I just think it's it's probably the the coolest social media out there right now. Um, and you can find me there at the because some jerk face took Brendan Hufford already there. So there I am at the Brendan Hufford, and you can find me on Instagram. Oh, I like that even better. That's solid though. You're the Brendan Hufford. That's right. That's right. You're not just one of them. You're you're the one. I like that imposter. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, awesome. Um, I'll be sure to head over and connect with you over there because I'm big into Instagram as well. Um, But I'll also link those up in the show notes. So, Brendan, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. It's really good to hear from um, a fellow business owner who takes appreciation in their customers and really goes above and beyond to, um, to make that experience memorable. So thanks a lot so much. For sure, John. Oh, and if people want to check out my podcast as well, we mentioned it, you can check it out at just because I don't, everybody spells entrepreneurs wrong. I always drop the second R. They can just check it out at eandcoffee.com. eandcoffee.com. We'll link that baby up for sure. Awesome. Thanks, John. Thank you so much. What a killer interview with Brendan Hufford. Uh, You want to know what I got out of that? interview I got out of that that I am not the only one who is obsessed with starting new things and I know for a fact Brendan and I aren't the only ones either. Plenty of you out there have the same bright shiny business idea syndrome that uh, Brendan and I have. 
I'm quite sure of it. And if you want some help juggling that, staying productive, staying fit, healthy, um, growing your business, or if you haven't yet started a business and you need some tricks and tips uh, and strategies on getting your first customer, launching a blog, whatever it might be, head over to SuccessfulAndFit.com and uh, sign up for my newsletter. I'll tell you exactly what you're going to get into it. You're going to get a confirmation email. Then you're going to get a welcome email that says, thanks for joining the list. This is what Successful and Fit is all about. And then you're going to get a preferences email where I ask you, I plead with you to please tell me what you want to receive in your inbox. Are you interested in starting a business? Are you interested in growing your business? Or are you interested in performing better mentally and physically? Um, that's what you're going to get in those that first few emails of the newsletter. That way I know what types of content to send you. But if you want to learn more about Brendan and his companies, um, which I highly suggest you do, um, head over to successfulandfit.com slash zero eight. And I will have a lot of links over there that you can access his different business pages like OK Kimonos, uh, Entrepreneurs, and Coffee, his podcast, which is really, uh, really entertaining. He's got guests like Michael Hyatt on there. Um, and you can chat with him on Twitter. I'll have all the links and the things that we talked about over there. So again, check out SuccessfulAndFit.com slash 08 for more Brendan Hufford. Until next time, thanks a lot. Have a great evening or morning or afternoon.